This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Love is the love is love. And uh, Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Before the show is over today, we will give you a chance to win a pair of VIP tickets to what's going to be a great event, the Shop Till You Drag Show, produced by Flip Bowen Events. That's coming up on Sunday, May 19th at Rosedale Center in the uh, Von Mauer Court. The show itself is sold out. We have some tickets, and we'll let you know when we're going to give those away. These are hot tickets. I know it. And we're going to get to more Met Gala fashions and other things during the show today. We um, Something struck me this morning as I was watching it, because I know a couple people who are really struggling dealing with grief. Mm. And some more recent grief, some, you know, in the last couple years. Um, And... Dr. Jen Ashton, who is on Good Morning America every day, and she always tackles different topics and everything. Yeah, and she's their chief medical correspondent over so at ABC News. She's like on every other day. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember her talking about it last year, opening up that at, right after she had gotten divorced from her husband, I think like a couple weeks later, he, he died by suicide. Yeah. And they have two grown children, and he was the greatest guy, and and just how they struggled so much like everybody does dealing with death death in general and then right. death by suicide and we all know Lori's family's been very you know has been affected with this and it's just something that I thought was really hopeful. Mm-hmm. So here she is, Donnie, we're gonna play the first cut and mm-hmm. she okay. just says, You gotta share it. One of the things you've learned is that sharing that pain is part of the healing process. Well it definitely has been for us, George. Um, you know, when when suicide hit our family We felt like we were the only ones going through it, which I've now learned is a really common reaction. But it's estimated that for every death by suicide in this country, that 135 people are directly affected. If you crunch the numbers, that's over 6 million people a year. So for us, knowing that was really brought us... And for so many survivors, so hard to share their stories. Yeah, because we feel like we have this scarlet letter, you know, this S for suicide. And and even in 2019, it's not talked about, it's whispered about, or uh, there's so much blame and shame and anger and guilt. And I think that the first thing we realize is talking about it, asking for help, is the most important thing. And for me, as a doctor, it's so much easier for me to be the one giving the help than asking for it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that was pretty interesting. Um, and then she talked about um, 
you know, what she's learned from, she has a new book out called Life After Suicide, Finding Courage, Comfort, and Community After an Unthinkable Loss. And um, just the last two I thought were good. So here's what she's learned from it. Oh, did you want the social media one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what have you learned uh, about that and about from the whole experience that you want to bring to others? Oh, my God. I mean, the social media response has been massive. We've learned so much that so many people are in this club that no one wants to be in. I think some of the things we learned, um, because we're lucky to have had a lot of therapy, is if you want to heal, you have to feel. And if you fight that, you know, my therapist has a line that if you resist, it will persist. And so you, you just have to go through it. And, uh, you know, we learned that the saying, I, I forget where it comes from, but no one gets through life without pain, but suffering is optional. And this concept of, of post-traumatic growth, which I had never heard before, it was actually developed by two psychologists in the 90s, and it describes how people's lives can actually change and our understanding of ourselves be so much deeper after a major tragedy. And I definitely have experienced that. I know my kids have um, a different appreciation for life. As they say, death is the ultimate educator. And I just thought those lines, you know, if you want to heal, you have to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. And making the space in your life in order to feel those emotions. Yeah. And so, and here was the, because this I thought was the most, I hadn't heard this before. And probably Mm -hmm. people have all heard about this, but I haven't. But it's the five pillars of post-traumatic growth. Hmm. And she's going to, I never even heard of these before. So she's going to tell us what they are. Yeah. These are some of the five pillars, which again, I didn't know any of this before. Um, that there are, you know, it impacts sometimes for the worse, but most of the time for the better, your relationship with others. Um, the spiritual change can be a part of it. The, the finding of personal strength that we didn't really know we had. And, you know, George, it's, you've seen me through the last just over two years um, that since this happened and uh, since Rob's death. And there are days that I feel like I'm now the strongest person ever. And there are days that I feel like the weakest person ever. And there, there are also days that I feel like I'll never be the same. But I think we're trying to look at the, the incredible, inspiring stories of the people I interviewed for the book that shared with me the lessons they've learned and open this dialogue because if we don't talk about it, we can't and fix it. And people have to know there are resources out there for them yeah, as well. and ask for that help. It's it's critical. Yeah. Yeah, and then they flashed the 1-800-SUICIDE um, hotline. But I, I just took this as a way, just grief in general. Sure, not and, just uh, for suicide right. grief. And I just think, I you know, the hope part of it and talking about all those new things that, you know, the five pillars, I just had absolutely never heard about that before. And I felt real hopeful. Yeah. I, I think the one, the big takeaway, at least for me, listening to Dr. Jen Ashton talking on Good Morning America about this is it's that quote that we just said, if you want to heal, you have to feel and talking about it. And that it's so much easier said than done. Oh, yes. oh, I mean, gosh, so, yes. I mean yeah. like, let's just yeah. not let's not kid ourselves. That yeah. is so hard to do. But creating spaces in culture, in our culture specifically for vulnerability cultivating those spaces going to those spaces is really important Mm -hmm. and with that said when we come back 
Wait, what's that in your pants? An alligator? Oh, what? What's that, in your, a hard what's that in your nose heart. and mouth? An octopus? <laughs> we will discuss. We'll be right back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, here's something random. We have these stores called stores. Bricks and mortar stores called Called stores. stores. Bricks and mortar locations that are stores. stores. Where can we find? They're all over. They're in malls. They're on streets. Uh They're all over. When you actually go in and physically buy things, but Nordstrom Rack today, yes, has tons of Kate Spade stuff on sale, and they're doing it's through May 10th. But coats, jewelry, shoes. If you like, want to get something. Uh, different for your mom for, you know... It's Mother's Day this yes, Sunday. Yes, but they're having a flash sale. So if you like Kate Spade stuff, which who doesn't? Go get some packs. Um, there you go. All, All right. right. So what? tell us about... Tell us about something, Holly. Well, I got to tell you about this alligator that you teased that was in somebody's pants. Are you just happy to see me? Well, that's exactly what happened. Florida woman, she was pulled over on Monday night... And uh, she was asked by the officer, hey, you're speeding. What's going on? And uh, he asked her, do you have anything else? She had an well, alligator. She had an did, alligator well, in her did pants. Did he get her a driver's license first? Or well, probably. Right? License, registration, alligator in your cooch. I don't know. <laughs> well, so was she Was she uncomfortable? Was she wiggling? That Because I just got pulled over in Florida, and I will tell you my experience. Okay. And you didn't have a small alligator I did, but I had a lot of uh, stuff in my bladder. So I was trying uh, uh, to go to a bathroom, and there were none right off the freeway. There's no signs like, you know. Rest stops. So finally, I'm just like, I saw gas this way, and I go, and it's it's not off the freeway. It's three miles in. Mm, Mm, It cost mm. me $165 in a speeding ticket because I wasn't even looking at anything except for where the hell's the bathroom. That's an expensive Mm. pee. It was a very expensive pee. And then I had to hold it. And so I said to the guy, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. I'm so sorry. And he just stared at me. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't care. So I don't know where this alligator was in this woman's pants. Now, it could be in any variety of pockets, a pocket on like, your jeans, a nature's pocket. I don't know. What were those pants called with all the pockets? What, cargo shorts? Cargo pants. Yeah, cargo pants. Yeah, I feel like she probably wasn't wearing any of those. However, in addition to having the alligator in her pants, not a euphemism, she also had 42 striped mud turtles and one softshell turtle in her vehicle when she was pulled over. This happened in a place called Punta Gorda. It's about 100 oh. miles south of Tampa. It's right by everything. Yeah, 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 yeah you know it. that. By the yeah, just don't keep but a gator in your pants. Is so. she was she wanting to transfer this stuff? Did she work for the zoo? No, this was all illegal. She got arrested. Illegal transport of these animals. Oh. Yeah, this yeah. she did not work for the zoo, Julia. <laughs> what is she like? Got an incubator up in there? She was trying to keep the alligator at body temperature. It needed to be rushed to the, uh, well, to the zoo are, hospital. Well, they are cold-blooded, I mean, so you got to keep say, it warm. Got to keep it warm, right. but maybe not in that way. Maybe you want to get like an infrared light. Can you imagine having an alligator in your pants? That's a new name for a snapping turtle. Was, or was so many places to go with that. Yeah, really. Should I we know. just leave that over here? <laughs> I know. Just, Let's just leave it over here. I know. You the know the mine always goes to the yeah. cutter. Oh well, I'm mean, representing. We're twelve. When you were representing Lori, yeah. it goes it goes there. No, that was all on my own. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, wow. I'm on cold pills. All right, what's next? Oh, God. What's 
doesn't have. Yes. I, yeah, Donnie, do you have something, or do you want me to get? No, I'm I, gonna t- I, I gave them all to you. I oh, okay. I, I gave them. them I gave them all today. to you. Okay. Well, yeah. I do want to tell you about something that I found on the internet today that is very fantastic, and it's a listing on Airbnb, and you can stay in this place right now, and it's just outside of Boise, Idaho. You is for, it? I know what it is for two hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. The giant potato. You can stay in the giant potato. Yes, we covered this. Oh, we covered you did? that. Yeah. yeah, we did. Well, yes. by it's really cute, you guys. Millennium re- pink and white walls mm-hmm. in the giant potato. No Two hundred dollars. No bathroom. Well, no. Oh, that's really unfortunate. But Ooh. then you just go outside. Why not? Exactly. Stay free and easy. <laughs> exactly. Are you interested in sandals with your face on it? Well, these are like <laughs> the athletic sandals. And Donnie posted them. Yeah, you can put your lover's face on your yeah. sandals. Yeah, they're called face flops. And yeah. for the mere low, low price of forty nine ninety five plus shipping and handling, you too can get your face on a pair of sports sandals. You really can get your face you on anything. Well, of course you these can days. get your face yeah, on anything true. these days. But would you want to do this? Is my question. Um, no. No. But it might be a funny... I mean, some people have everything. And if the Crocs with the fanny pack in the back of them (laughs) sold out last week and you still are looking for something, you can do this. Look, fanny packs are great, Julia. I love those Crocs with the fannies. I am team fanny pack all the way. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I was wearing mine in Las Vegas. People were making fun of me, meaning my boyfriend. I don't care. Well, fanny packs are all the rage. I have a fan. I have a... Lori and I have matching. (laughs) We have matching. (laughs) We really do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We have matching kind of Chanel-looking ones. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at you. You're so fancy uh-huh. over there. Today is Nat- National Tourism Day. Yes, it's also Teacher Appreciation Day. Oh, my gosh. That so should have been the first thing we said. Hip, that, hip, hooray for you teachers. Yes, thank you. Thank you to all the teachers out there. It is your day today, and we love you. Yes. Don't you think? Yeah, okay. we love you very mm-hmm. much. Also, I got to tell you about something. Let's go back to the animal world. Okay. There's an octopus in China. And uh, apparently it got stuck on somebody's face while uh, this live streamer was trying to film herself eating this octopus. It just went... The octopus was still alive. Yeah, I know. That, that's the thing, though. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, she literally is doing this because she's a blogger. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's a blogger people. and she's trying yes. to show people how to eat this octopus alive. Ha, Ooh. ha, ha. Nature's coming after you. Watch out. <laughs> Suck on your face like an alien face sucker. <laughs> It used its arms to wrap around. Well, it was just a love hug. Yeah, but octo- octopus are smart. They are quite intelligent. And I actually, feel, yes. and they are one of the animals that make me feel shame for eating them because they are so smart. Oh, I don't eat them. Oh, like you a don't cal- like calamari? calamari? Oh, I, no, no, no. Oh, I love no, it. No, oh, or no, octopus no, on a no, nice like no, uh, oh, bed stop. of rice oh, and geez. a little. Oh man, Ugh. that is amazing I and know. delicious. I know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, but not when they're alive. I know. All right, well, so yeah. I have a, I have a, a user um, aware. I, I have a, I had a tragedy yesterday. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Oh, a tragedy? tragedy? I did. Well, An eyelash tragedy. Oh. I did the dumbest thing, but something I've been doing for years. Okay. And I was late, and I didn't have any eye makeup on. And as we age, suddenly your eyes are invisible. And um, I needed to curl my eyelashes so I could get some mascara on them. Yeah. So I'm driving, and I bought this new eyelash matte, uh, curler. And I could curl my eyelashes in my sleep with the regular kind. Yes. Well, this new one has a bouncy spring. And so it's a funny, you hold it funny, you do everything funny with it. You And so I'm driving and I could just put my thing up. I don't need to look in the mirror or anything. I can just curl my lashes. While I know where they are. you're behind While the you're drive, what no, is wheel. No, but you can see the car. You can see one eye. I'm not oh, one eye. Oh, well. oh, <laughs> it's okay oh, then, one eye. No. <laughs> you guys can't. Oh, oh, no. Oh, well, no, no, you can't. Uh, I'm, I'm just not even going to It's not even near... All right, so I'm I'm looking <laughs> okay. out. I put the eyelash curler up to my eye to curl. Yeah. yeah. And something happens Look. where my hand slips off this new fangled one. <sighs> and I don't have lash extensions or anything, but now I don't have lashes. Yeah. I looked, it hurt. It like jerked out of my hand, but it was still closed and had like a half of my eyelid with it. Surely. <laughs> no, Tony. It hurt. That, it, well, it what hurt. are you doing? You're you? driving. Yeah. Come on. Ten and two. Pull over. It's the side so of the road. I did. Because there was a stoplight then. <laughs> I'm sure I initiated this process at a stoplight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'm driving and, and I look down. I, it was a stoplight at the curler with my lashes. Like, Rest it was a perfect... It was perfect, like, if you would buy fake eyelashes. Do you know how much that hurts? I can't. I have I mean, never, no. ever experienced anything like that. And But there are so many, and I'm like... <laughs> so today, you see how I look. I dressed... I, what, I, what I'm describing my dress today is... is uh, what would you describe I describe, I describe it, it as happy. Happy. Happy? Okay, well, that's I, not the word I was thinking of, but <laughs> yeah. we'll go with that. You walked into the studio this afternoon, Julia. <laughs> I have... John McEnroe chic yeah. is what is coming yeah, to mind with is. the headband. Yes, the also, headband. what's I, with the giant flower over your left boob? Donnie, what is I that? have been afraid of that flower the what entire is, show. Water? It squirts water. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I'm afraid of it. I'm like, what kind of surprise? I get squirted in the eye. I'm wearing a, a bold pink. You are indeed. You know, I told you I wanted to start wearing these little things. And yeah. I've told Lori, and I got a bold pink one with Lori, and I wore it today. And then my I'm wearing white with yellow. I thought I'd... John McEnroe, Johnny I'm Depp, and Bozo the Clown. I'm my eyelid with no lashes. <laughs> it's uh, quite the look. Yeah. I'll tell you, folks. <laughs> we should post it. We really should. No, it's <laughs> too bad. <laughs> well, there's worse pictures, but... Yeah, well, Theater yeah. of the mind, Johnny. All right, so when we come back, Anne Hathaway uh, wants to chat. Uh, there is a new movie coming out this Friday called Hustlers, and it's a remake. 
of a movie that we have seen in the past. I think it's, it's called The Hustle. The it's hustle. called The Hustle, yes. and it's based off of the classic Dirty Rotten Scoundrels from the 80s. Michael Caine. Steve Martin, French Riviera. It's about two con artists trying to scam ladies out of their money, but now we've done the good old 2019 gender role reversal, and Anne Hathaway and uh, Rebel Wilson are starring in this and new one. And she's good in movies, so I hope, I mean, yeah. this, <laughs> one has, this one has a chance. Yes, so, I hope it's good. I love the original source same. material. I mean, he's your guy, Michael Caine. He is my guy. Michael yeah. Caine. Yes. He's fantastic. Okay, so here, here she's just going to talk about, are you a fan of the movie? Were you a fan of the original? Oh, yeah. And you know, there uh, that's a remake of another film called Bedtime Stories, which was starring David Nivens and uh, Marlon Brando. Ooh, and wow. so, yeah, and so this is uh, the third time, the first time with girls. And, <laughs> um, but I was a huge fan of the, of the original. How can you not be? Yeah. I mean, it was two legends at the top of their game. It's such a pleasure to watch. Well, two, like you say, two legends at the top of their games, big shoes to fill. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that, but ours are heels, so they're, <laughs> so they're different, so they're kind of cute on their own. I like that, but you know, when you think about it, Dirty Rotten Scandals was so long ago, a lot of people won't even remember. Oh, right. It's yeah, thirty. It's over 30 years ago, yeah. Yeah. and it's streaming, I want to say it's streaming right now. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah if you weren't fun. around when it first came out, then there's a likelihood that you just aren't aware of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Simply just by chance. And so who cares if it's a remake? Now, here she's yeah. talking about Rebel Wilson. Now, the Rebel has been, her movies flip or flop. Yeah, yeah. you're They're right. serious. The last one she did. Isn't, isn't it, romantic? it romantic? Yeah, which mm. was a flop. Did yeah. anyone ever see it? No. no. Did you? No. Mm-hmm. No. I, think I wanted it, it to be good. I think the reviews of Isn't It Romantic were, were terrible. Medi- were, were they mediocre at best. Right. So, not exactly words of praise for and, that. And yet, I loved her in, um, you know, all of the Pitch Perfect movies mm-hmm. and a couple others. I think she's funny. So, here is um, her talking about working with Rebel Wilson. Tell me when the cameras weren't rolling. Yeah. Were you laughing as well then? Um, most, yes, we, we were, but Rebel is this. God, she's so incredible, you guys. And she has this gift when she's on and and, and she's doing her comedy thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so hard not to break. But then in between shots, she's actually kind of quiet. She can be shy. She can be reserved when you first meet her. But we've now hit a point where, like, we joke with each other. (laughs) We feel really comfortable with each other. And, yeah, she's funny. She's really funny. I'm not surprised by that at all. No, I'm not either. And Anne Hathaway, if you remember, oh, here she's talking about putting on her British accent. No, your character is British. You mastered that. My character is British. Against my will, my character is British. (laughs) I didn't didn't want to do it, man. I just thought, God, if I mess this up, it it could just be such a face plant. And um, the director insisted, and I had an amazing dialect coach, and I'm really happy because for the first time, 20-year career, I've gotten compliments from the British press. You think your character sounds like a specific cartoon character, though? Well, so when the director asked me to play this character British, I just, one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it was I was just thought, this could be exhausting for everybody. Everybody knows I'm not British, and it's like, oh, Anne Hathaway doing a British accent. <laughs> and, um, and so I just kind of didn't want to put myself or you through that. So then, um, so I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe my character isn't necessarily British. Maybe she's just, she's a con woman. Maybe she just decided that she's British, and she wants to sound British. So I thought, what would be her main influences? So I really love Joanna Lumley from Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, yeah. And um, it would have been such a shame not to put a little Julie Andrews in there so I put a little Julie Andrews in there and then uh, but mainly it was Stewie from Family Guy <laughs> oh funny and Very she the lead on that yeah, okay really. now wouldn't it be fun to have a dialect coach yes especially for you 
I know. Right? <laughs> I well, can't believe that struggle. hasn't been suggested. <laughs> what here. accent would you love to master, Julia? Well, yeah, English you. would start. Just English, Amer- no, okay. American no, English. On, seriously, no. seriously though, if, if you, I could speak with an accent, yes. Oh, I think it'd be fun to have a British accent. Okay. I mean, that would be a fun one, don't you think? Well, well yeah. you would, uh, a good place to start because, because compared to say Russian or one of I don't want to have anything that way. I'd have to work too hard. At. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really hard. The bar is low. The bar yeah, is yeah, very low. Right. So yeah. the hustle has, it's, it comes out this Friday. Yes. And it um, doesn't have any ratings yet. Um, so I don't know if they're letting people screen it or not. If it's being screened, I imagine it's being screened tonight or tomorrow yeah. night for So there's critics. nothing available yet. But last night, another movie that's coming out this Friday is Palms. And it is with um, Diane Keaton, Rhea Perlman. Um, who else is in this? Uh, Let's see. Is, is it here. Jackie Weaver? Yes, Jackie, Jackie Weaver, Weaver. Greer, Cecilia yeah. Weston, mm-hmm. um, Phyllis Sol- Somerville. Oh my gosh, that's an old name from the past. So, Bruce McGill. This is the movie that's about the cheerleading squad. No, I know. Yeah. That forms, right. Yeah. And so she's on last night with Jimmy Kimmel, and she hates hates doing talk shows and she's one of the best guests diane keaton yeah and she's got that style that looks amazing and um boy she's just gorgeous so she gets out there and and after everyone's done clapping and she's so excited and she says you know the last man that's kissed me was you to what? jimmy kimmel and it was a year ago like he just gave her a peck or something wow. because she was on his show yeah she goes oh but i've got a way now come over here and let me try it out on you <laughs> So I really want other men to see this. So they'll approach me and want to kiss me. Okay. So they both come. Jimmy Kimmel comes around the desk and she's standing up next to him. Yeah. And, and she's like, is, you know, and she's got her hands on his face and kind of standing close and rubbing his face and holding his cheeks. And he's like putting his hand on her face. And she goes, no, 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 you do nothing. Ooh. And I'm just going to do this to you. And he's just like, oh, okay. So he's getting a little steamy right No there. way. And so she's just got her hands and everything. And the, and then she just kind of goes close to his lips and right on the side of it. Yeah. Yes. And, and it was really kind of sexy. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I was and, and Jimmy say. Kimmel is just sitting there like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. And then the other way was more of an aggressive way, kind of saying, come here and yes, you know, make yeah. out. But and Jimmy Kimmel goes, now um, I'm going to have to awkwardly walk back behind my desk and cover my head. <laughs> 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 it was, down, it was down. really yeah. cute. Wow. I mean, it was really, and you know, his wife loves her. And she goes, yeah. I know you're married and this is nothing, but I just want other men to know okay. about my <laughs> style. Because yeah, I think she's, do you think she's beautiful, Donnie? We're talking about Diane Always Keaton. have. She's, Always have. And There's she's something got, about her. Yes. I don't know what it yeah. is, but... Mm. And she knows how to, you know, she is a woman who reminds me of the book Nora Ephron, You Can Hide Everything But Your Neck mm-hmm. When You Age. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wears light turtlenecks and long sleeves, uh-huh. no gloves. And she has this beautiful hair, straight hair, and I think she had extensions in because it looked so full and mm-hmm. lovely. I mean, wigs are part of the thing that makes you look great as you age. The fullness in your hair is a dead giveaway, kind of, you know? Well, there's a reason why Raquel Welch sells all those wigs, Joan baby. Joan Collins. Wig. Oh, well, speaking of Joan Collins, she yeah. She walked the red carpet at the Met Gala last night. Did and she? 
Oh my word. She's got a full set of hair. That is a wig. She's 86 years old. Beyond wigs. She looked gorgeous. She dressed as her character in Dynasty. Joan Collins is camp. She walks out the door to go to the grocery store. She just is ready to go to the Met Gala already. At what age do you just put on the wig and say, this is it? (laughs) I want to know. Depends on the climate. That's true. If it's too hot. They live in California. I mean, at what age do you just put on the wig and just own it? Ask Dolly. Dolly. I know. Would you say ask me? No, Dolly. No, oh, Dolly. okay. I was not, like, not I was going to say, I'm Holly not wearing a wig <laughs> Because no. I've tried, yeah. you know, we wear rigs for fun around here and stuff. Yeah. They're hot. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're is hot. That it's a yeah. climate concern. If you're going to be wearing a wig, it's not something you're going to be wearing around the house. But surely for the red carpet, yes. But I mean, Slap these guys on. wear them all the time. I mean, Do- Dolly Parton wears it all the time. Joel oh, yeah. Collins wears it all the time. Yeah. And then the sacrifices. For I beauty, really Julia. wish because, like today, when I went, because I kind of thought maybe I had strep throat, and I want to make sure I didn't before I came to work. Yeah. So I went, and if you could have seen what I look like, I kind of thought this is scary. Oh, well, worse than well, now. A little, oh, just oh. a little. <laughs> My hair. I mean, every night I sleep, it just goes kabuya. I mean, it does not even go. Str- I mean. I have the straightest uh, hair, yeah. but when I sleep, it's just... Well, mine does the same thing. But yeah, everybody's hair yeah, does that. Of course it does. I mean, but... It makes incredible shapes. Yes. But I mean, it really... But and yeah. it stays there, and then I have to wet it down. Oh, yeah, that's what I do. You do every yes. day. Yes. But you have naturally curly hair, Donnie. Well, it's, yeah, it's wavy, but I have to... I wash well, it. Well, Julia, day. you have short hair. So how yeah. much product do you wear in your hair on nothing. any given day? So nothing. you have nothing. nothing in your hair, and it's standing up like that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, you got some incredible volume in your hair. Yeah. That's right. By Maybe way, someone wants to answer the what age do you start wearing mm-hmm. a wig and be comfortable well, with it. And by the way, Palms also does not have a score I yet know. on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's one of those movies. If you want to see it, you're going to go and see it. Well, right. But we don't. And there haven't been, you know, and I was disappointed to see how low the ratings were for Token. Oh, the J.R.R. Tolkien right. movie. That's just half and half. That's okay. You're either going to like it or you're That's not. 50%. That's pretty damn low. Yeah. Well, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Julia, I know you're going to be waiting in line to go and see that movie. That's 71% right Actually, now. Actually, I love his voice, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. I think it looks kind of cute. No. But whoa. Yeah. I couldn't believe how bad Tolkien was rated. You know, I was off. off. Um, You've been off for almost a week. No, I had or Wednesday, what? Thursday, Friday. Monday. Monday. Almost That's a week. four days. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is almost a week. Yeah. With that damn <laughs> calendar when it tells us the days. Okay, so when we come back, um, if anyone, feel free to call us about wig wear. About your wig wear. I mean, do you, and, and do you just show up and not be embarrassed when everyone knows you've got a wig on? I mean, you and, have and to you, own it if you're wearing I, it. I agree, but I know people who go through cancer and stuff and yeah. they wear wigs and they own it and some do and some don't, but... Danny, what do we know? Uh, well, the first person said your hair's probably you have thick hair. Yes. I really don't. I have the well, thinnest hair it, in the world. No, no it's, it's too th- you, it's too thick to wear wigs. Then my yeah. product, my hair growing products yes. are working uh-huh. from Doctor Crutch. You but, got a uh, lot of hair, girl. But we got to get to the break. But let's talk quickly with Gina, who loves wigs. Gina, yes, Gina. Oh my gosh, I love wigs. I wear them at least twice a week. You in? You just show up looking like a woman with full hair, and no one says, "Oh." I already have full hair. I wear I wear platinum wigs. I wear brown wigs. I knew at first when you wear the first wig, you feel like you have like a flower pot on top of your head. Right. Yeah. But I knew it was a hit when I put one on and my kids, nobody reacted. They're like, yeah, that's cute. 
You can change your look, your style. You can be anybody you want. Right. The way they're made now, you can't even tell that they're... I don't wear the human hair wigs yet, but even the synthetic ones can Where, be, you where do you buy them? Oh, my gosh. I buy them. There's well, a, there are places in town, but when I go out of town, one of the things to shopping, I go to the wig shop. You know, nice. that's funny because I have a great wig that I love, but it's too hot. So the, well, maybe I've been out of the wig market for about five or six years, so I need to go look again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys, you have to start wearing them, and nobody knows, and they're Are, very fun, and they do make you look younger. They I, do, I know. That. I know. I looked oh, at Diane Keaton. She looked like a million bucks. Well, thank you. Um, Thanks for the wig intel, Gina. Um, Don't be afraid. Just let it go. Have fun. All right. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, thank you. You know, when we come back, Hollywood speak. Um, do you really think Blake Shelton wants Gwen Stefani to propose to him? We'll discuss. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! What is the meaning of this? All right. What so is the, the story goes that Blake Shelton was on Ellen maybe today and <sighs> he floated an idea that, uh, you know, if he has his own way, uh, Gwen Stefani would ask him to get married to her. What? what? Why? <laughs> just because? Because he, he, oh my gosh, my... Where did my eyeballs go? They rolled around the room. Are these two, what's the deal with these guys that they tease the whole marriage thing back and forth? It's been happening for the past couple of years. Great that they're in a long-term relationship with each other. I like, think he's gun shy. That's sweet. Well, yes, after the Miranda Lambert thing, yep. you think that they don't he, want to? Well, he went from marriage to marriage. Oh. And serial, there wasn't a break. Well, they're both serial monogamists. Gwen Stefani. Yep, she She was too. with Gavin Rosdale, and then she was with Tony from No Doubt back to back. And he was with Miranda Lambert and his first wife back to back. And now they find themselves in their essentially third long-term relationship back to back. Just be with each other. You guys don't have to get married. No, I know. Do you think it's just because everybody always asks, when are you guys getting married? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. 110%. I just think it's so acceptable these days not to, but I would say if you're having children together, we want a prenup. What was the, the Donnie, what was yeah. the prenup last week we talked about? The prenup last week? Yeah, the baby prenup. Oh, the baby nup. The baby nup. Yes, that's when oh, you... Oh, before uh, you have a baby. Yeah, when you agree prior to the arrival of the baby to divide up the chores and sign said document. But I think smart. it's not legally binding. No. But I think <laughs> the one should be, really, if you do have a child with someone out of wedlock, Agree to the terms because well, you're not legally bound to each other and you should agree to those terms you, up front. Um, I don't know. You might be legally bound in some way if it's your child. I, I don't know if you're completely off the hook. Holly, do you know? Well, I don't I know. Have some of found them myself in this situation. Some of I know them would that. be you can't leave the country. You know, yeah, uh, There are parental situations yes. that might bleed into the legal world and you want yes. to cross your T's and dot your lowercase J's. But in the case of Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, I highly doubt that the two of them together are going to have children to children with each other. Gwen has three kids with Gavin. 
I don't think that he those two are really that's what their relationship is about. So just be with each other. Right. Be, be beautiful and fabulous mm-hmm. and rich and talented and all these other things together. She yeah, had a cute time. outfit on at the Met Gala last night. She did. Yeah. She did look cute. Okay. Yeah. Why Lisa Vanderpump won't appear on the latest episode of Real Housewives oh. of Beverly Hills. My dun, gosh. Dun, 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 dun. dun. So why won't she? She says she's been bullied off the show. An insider said Bravo's trying to stretch it out to make it seem like she's still even involved in the show. She's not in it. All the women will talk about her on the episodes and they'll promote the show to appear like she's in it because she's the star. But she didn't film with them. She doesn't speak to anybody on the cast anymore. I feel like maybe she wasn't bullied off of the show. Do you think that Lisa Vanderpump just doesn't want to have anything to do with the show anymore? That she's over being on The Real Housewives? I think that's true, but she also has another Bravo show, and she, I think yeah, she's getting yeah. another Bravo show. Well, right. So she doesn't um, need it. D- yeah. So she's just to pump rules yeah. and stick with that and get rid of the housewife. Yeah, show. it's not being bullied off of the show. It's just like I'm busy. I got my own shows. I got my restaurants. I got all this stuff. It's, it's like the whole dog thing. That, it's doggy gate. That yeah. doggy gate. Yeah, that's why she's been bullied. She says she's been bullied by all the other. But women. no one talks to her anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe she doesn't want to talk to anybody else. Well, that's so there true. I feel like the feeling's is, mutual. Everyone's fine over there. That then. is so not talking to each so other. So true. All right, now, Donna, you watch Game of Thrones religiously. Mm-hmm. Did you like the last episode? I did. I did too. Yes, I thought it was quite good. You don't watch? I know. I've never watched no. the single. No, episode. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> But the big, uh, and you guys probably talked about this yesterday. The coffee cup? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't even watch Game of it. Thrones and it talked about I the coffee cup. I saw it and I'm like, what is that yeah, doing Yeah, I, I didn't catch it. Oh, I totally caught wow. it. And it, it, we're in a medieval mansion in 1528 or something. Oh, you guys, it's not even that recent. <laughs> you guys watch Game of Thrones and I ask you, this being one of the most expensive television shows on TV, Millions of dollars of special effects budgets. How on earth okay. could they have well, missed I, I, that? And I got to make a suggestion to movie expert Paul Grimes McGuire. Paul oh. McGuire Grimes, sorry. Yeah, because oh, he was here yesterday. He was here, and he says uh, that uh, Amelia Clark has yep. a, has a very wonderful sense of humor. He's not putting it past her to have done it. She did it oh. as a joke. Okay, and they put it there, yeah. and then they left it there. But. But no? being that if you see that, haha, funny joke, none of the special effects guys, none of the post-production people, they didn't well, see Well, this it. is, Donnie, maybe you can look for it because this is what Busy Phillips ranted about last night. Why was she ranting about it? Because she said that was no accident. I have been on Cougar Town. I have been on this. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you can find that and we'll play it. But she said that absolutely was no accident. Didn't bother me at all. It got us all talking about the show, but I yeah. like kind of yeah. what she said. Oh. You can, if you can find it, okay. I'm full on board for Busy Phillips' conspiracy theory about this, saying that there are so many people who are involved in the making of a TV show that surely some, if if it was an intentional accident, putting on my tinfoil hat here, if it was an intentional misfire that somebody along the way didn't catch it and digitally erase it because all of your shows, every single show that you watch on TV is digitally manipulated whether you realize it or not. Way to blow the... <laughs> I, open I'm the green you. curtain on the wow. Wizard of Oz. Thank you. For everybody. Honestly. Sorry, yes. honey, you're not in Kansas anymore. I'd like but, to yeah. believe it's magic. <laughs> That's right. But, I, but if Busy Phillips is going with that angle... That it was somewhat deliberate. Like, what a weird move.
What a weird move. I know. Well, just, if it was it, one of the cast people, if it was Amelia Clark, and she's going, this is going to be funny. I'm going to leave the Well, and I also here. think, you know, she probably, I think it was cold when they were filming. Uh, well, okay. It could have, you know, we heard they filmed one episode. It took 55 nights. They yeah. were up all that night was long. The, the battle episode. Yeah. Oh. So maybe it just took a long time. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, I read this today, that you will not see it again. It has been Holly digitally removed from HBO Go, HBO Now, and any box set that comes out, it is gone. They have already digitally removed it. Oh, so we only saw it, That's and now it. it's already gone. It's yeah. gone. Well, so either you watch watch it online, see it online. How lucky are we? I'd uh, like to sign autographs right now. <laughs> that you saw and the coffee cup on Game of Thrones. I did. In real time. I did. But how- I want someone to... I, boy, I could make a lot of money. It's like the, the toast with, you know, Jesus on it. I, I mean, really? Julia... But to to that point, look how easy it was for HBO to get rid of that coffee cup. People made fun of it. I mean, do we have the audio? I'm I'm trying to, I I found the clip, but it's in the middle of a clip. I'm trying to find it. But the late show um, imagines what Game of Thrones Starbucks would be like. You have that audio? You said we posted it? Yes, that I do have. Is it funny? It's kind of cute. It's not very long. All right. Take a listen. Eagle-eyed Game of Thrones viewers spotted something out of place in Winterfell. Yes, that appears to be someone's Starbucks cup in the shot. I got a low foam triple shot hazelnut latte here for Darius Stormbottom of the House Tarragon, the fur of her gams, cream of the anvils, and the thirst hen, projector of the seven kitchens, the mother of dreidels, the parcheesi of the Greek glass knee, the onion, the bleakest of chins. Nice. Again, a 